welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Bergett, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of Kiki's Delivery Service, the 1989 animated film from Studio Ghibli and acclaimed director Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, just got done re-watching the film and wanted to share some of my thoughts from when I saw it the first time, as well as my thoughts on this recent rewatch. Uh, so this film, like I mentioned, it's from the great Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, it is the follow-up film to his My Neighbor Totoro, uh, which is one of my favorite films of all time. And this film uh, is, a, I would say, middle of the pack as far as Studio Ghibli films. It's uh, in my power rankings. It's not necessarily at the bottom, uh, but it's not. You know, there's definitely films that uh, are more beloved for me uh, from. Uh, Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki, but uh, I would say this film was is middle of the pack. And uh, I first saw the film back in the mid two thousands when I was living in Seattle. Rented it from Blockbuster. Uh, I mentioned before on the podcast about there was a season of time when I was trying to catch up on Miyazaki films, and uh, Disney, who had the rights at the time for distribution. Uh, was releasing them. Uh, first, they did it in VHS way back in the late 90s, early 2000s. But in the mid-2000s, uh, they were doing it on DVD. Uh, and that's when I was able to really catch up with uh, his films. And this was one of those ones that I watched at that time. And at the my first time watching it, I thought it was charming. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But like I said, it was middle of the pack as far as like uh, Studio Ghibli films because... I think there were just some that just really resonated more than this one, but this one was always fun. I always had uh, an enjoyable time watching it, and, and this time around was no exception. Uh, really, just it was another fun watch and just a good time uh, to be had watching it in the theater this time, which was, uh, again, another first time watching a, a Studio Ghibli Miyazaki film in a theater, which is always a, a good thing to do. Uh, if you don't know or don't remember the story of, of the film, uh, Kiki is a young girl who is a witch in training. And witches in this uh, story, in this world, uh, at 13 years old, they go off for a year uh, to a new city, a new town, uh, to do their training. And so Kiki, at, at the start of the film, she's in her village with her family and she has gotten to the age uh, of 13 where she is to take off and go to a new city and so that's what she does on the uh, first clear full moon at midnight uh, takes off and goes to a a city on the seashore on uh, by the sea and uh, we see her through the course of the film uh, basically try to learn and grow as a witch and she does this in part uh, by starting a delivery service, hence the name Kiki's Delivery Service. And so, really, that's the premise of the film. It's just kind of her growth and development uh, as a witch and as a, as a person uh, going from uh, a child, in essence, to uh, becoming more responsible and as, a, uh, as a teenager. And so, like I said... Uh, I enjoy the film, uh, and this time around, very much so as well. Uh, this latest rewatch, there were a couple of things that really stood out to me uh, that didn't I didn't notice before, or just it, it kind of clicked with me. The first one really was a 
it's not necessarily a callback, but it's kind of a future callback since this film came out in 89. Uh, but in the scene where Kiki is going to uh, the city by the sea, uh, when she first enters the city, the, the musical interlude or the musical coda there uh, really reminded me of the music from the film From Up on Poppy Hill, uh, which was a film that came out about two decades later, uh, which was directed, interesting enough, by Goro Miyazaki, who is Hayao Miyazaki's son. Uh, but the music in that film, which from up on Poppy Hill is one of my favorite uh, Studio Ghibli films and it's probably my favorite non-Heo Miyazaki directed film uh, has similarities to this film in that young uh, as with a lot of Studio Ghibli films young female protagonist uh, and also the city by the sea which there it's Tokyo uh, 1968 which is from up on Poppy Hill but just it was very interesting to hear that kind of musical interlude here in Kiki's Delivery Service, which was in '89, to then hear it, you know, in 2013, uh, when or 2012, 2013, with from up on Poppy Hill. I just thought that was an interesting little thing. Uh, really, the thing that really resonated with this rewatch with me was, uh, and it's always the case with me, is. Uh, just a reminder of how great Phil Hartman was. Uh, Phil Hartman, because I watched the English dub of, of the film, but Phil Hartman plays Gigi, who is uh, the cat uh, of Kiki, uh, who comes who comes along on the journey with uh, Kiki to uh, to the city by the sea. Uh, and really, his 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 humor, his sarcasm, his deadpan at times is just just the acting uh, there was just a great reminder of how great of an actor he was, particularly how great of a voice actor he was. And it was just so tragic uh, when he passed. And this was one of his last works that he did. And so it's, it's both, it's a, it's bittersweet. It's both great because it's a great showcase of his work, but it's also sad because it's a reminder that, you know, we lost him way too soon and there was so much more that he could have done and been a part of. And, but at least there's this uh, to celebrate and, and to remember the great work that he did. Um, this English dub I always really enjoyed because there's uh, some great actors that are involved. Uh, like I said, Phil Hartman. But Kirsten Dunst uh, is Kiki. You know, th- this was around the time when she was still an up-and-coming actress. And she would obviously go on to be an acclaimed actress in her own right uh, as an adult. But as, as, as a teenager here, she's doing the voice acting work uh, when this voice dub was done about a decade later when Disney got the rights to it. Um, but she, she does a great job with that. And like I said, the, the English voice cast I thought was really enjoyable with this, uh, with this group. And uh, the animation was really... Like I said, you know, 89, there's still that, um, you still have that vibe to it. You you can tell it's a late 80s film. uh, And it's interesting how this is a follow-up to My Neighbor Totoro uh, for Miyazaki. Really uh, in, in a surprise way because of the fact that Miyazaki wasn't supposed to direct this film. Uh, he had already uh, 
assigned it to somebody else and uh, handpicked somebody else, but because he was so involved with the production of the film, uh, they just decided, well, he's going to direct it, and so he ends up this being the follow-up. And there are some there are some things that uh, some some similarities there with um, with Totoro and with this film, but I feel like that uh, this film is there's some interesting new themes that come out. Uh, this is really like the first time where uh, Miyazaki kind of gets into any kind of love uh, aspect. Uh, previously in his films, he, he was focusing more either on uh, action or um, really dra- drama in that sense or friendship uh, like within Castle in the Sky. Uh, or just uh, family, like in Totoro, but this one, he he starts to get a little bit into love and with uh, the relationship between Kiki and uh, Tombo, and uh, it's it's really it's interesting to think about just the evolution of the storytelling that he does because obviously he has several things which are themes throughout his films. I already mentioned uh, having a female protagonist uh he has the stories of uh nature that and again again it comes comes through here as well uh and flying that's another theme that's very uh important uh that's kind of a through line with a lot of his films uh and then and obviously this film is no exception with flying because you have a a witch whose main uh proponent of uh, her talent is flying uh, hence that's why she has Kiki's flying delivery service uh, so it it's very much feels like a uh, Miyazaki film a lot of the animation a lot of the the characters reminded me of other films uh, especially some of the later films I there were some hints of Howl's Moving Castle there were some hints of the wind rises. There were uh, obviously uh, some some uh, Porco Rosso uh, character designs. Especially, uh, you can tell some of the designs kind of have that through line uh, that really does feel like it's a Miyazaki film, uh, which is which is always a cool thing to see because you can see those elements and whether it's the story, the narrative, whether it's the animation. Uh, the character designs, all of that, uh, really just uh, really a cool thing that, that traces throughout. Uh, like I said, it's a it was a fun watch. It was really cool to watch it in the theater, uh, and there was a great group of uh, of people in the theater to watch it with. Uh, lots of laughs, especially when uh, Gigi, when Phil Hartman's comments, uh, that got a lot of good laughs. There was also a lot of good laughs with the. Uh, with the uh, the old ladies uh, who Kiki would deliver some stuff for, uh, that that was the the one lady who I had forgotten how much how funny some of her lines were. It was just uh, it was just really just cracking up laughing, and uh, it, it was cool to be in the theater with uh, a group that that was fun and engaging like that. So not only was it a fun film to watch, but it was also a great crowd there to watch it with, which is a great reminder of why it's so 
fun and cool to go to a theater and watch it, watch a film in the theater. Uh, so it, always, if you get an opportunity, I always say go, go to a theater and watch, uh, especially when you get opportunities like this with uh, the Studio Ghibli Fests, uh, when they're uh, playing in your theater uh, in your in your town, really check those out. They're they're very fun and very engaging, and you know you're always going to have a good crowd there to, to watch the films with. So overall, love this rewatch. Uh, it was a great reminder of of, uh, of just the story and everything. Very cool, very enjoyable. Uh, definitely uh, worth the time to check out. Like I said, if you get an opportunity to to watch these films in the theater, highly recommend it. Uh, so that's my thoughts uh, again on Kiki's Delivery Service. I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, and your memories of this film uh, or your thoughts on any film that you've been checking out of late. You can let me know your thoughts anytime by email, screennerdspodcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter at screennerdspod and tweet your thoughts there. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search out Screen Nerds Podcast, like the page there, and share your thoughts. And if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Good Pods, Amazon Music, wherever it is that you get your podcast. If you would, please rate and review, leave a written review, leave a five-star review, hopefully, uh, and please share the podcast. Uh, let's others know that we're here, that we're all about community of loving films and sharing that love with others. Uh, that's what the Screen Nerds Podcast is all about and really appreciate you being a part of the community and we want others to be a part of the community as well. So again, thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode. My name is Michael Burgett and we will catch you on the next episode.